Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again live. Uh, today is Sunday, July 23rd. It is 1 p.m., and you are currently watching the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group here live on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh, my name is Jason Leeser. I will be your host for today. And if this is working for you and you can hear me coming through clearly, please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's someone who's interested in getting a their tattoo done, or maybe it's someone who's interested in becoming a tattoo artist. Um, tag everyone that loves tattoos. Why not? The more the merrier. And welcome to Guy Jason's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and is accessible on all Roku-enabled devices. You can also find Reinventing the Tattoo in all of the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just go to your browser and search for Reinventing the Tattoo. And you'll find it all, except for the book, which is still currently out of print, still trying to get my hands on a copy. So please drop me a line if you know someone trying to sell one. But no matter where you are trying to watch, live or on demand, you can always get the latest, most up-to-date information by going directly to www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. You don't have to subscribe right away, although I do recommend it. But you can try it out for free by picking one of three different options, starting off with a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo canon. Or you can get some free advice from Guy Hutchison about your unique goals. Or you can take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. It's again, all free. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and live stream event details, as well as access to our Reinventing 24-7 channel which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got about 13 different episodes playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and is accessible via the web. Um, so you can always tune into that anytime. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also find a whole host of professional development courses, such as on-demand uh, seminars, uh, live webinars, et cetera, from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. Um, seminars such as BJ Betts Lettering Guide, uh, Andre Malcolm has an entire seminar on waves and koi fish half sleeve designs. Uh, feel free, those are all pay-per-view, so you pay for them and you have them to watch whenever you want. Once again, if this is working for you uh, and you can hear me all right, please tag a friend who loves tattoos and drop me a comment or hit that like and subscribe button. And just let me know so I'm not talking to dead air the whole time. We have a number of weekly staple shows that we always encourage people to tune into, starting off on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. 
Um, and that's followed on Mondays with three separate shows that we always like to encourage people to tune into. Mondays starting off at 9 a.m. with Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we go through and we discuss some basic drawing techniques and strategies that help us get back to the fundamental aspect of what we do as tattoo artists, and that's draw. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. I try to jump in every chance I get. Um, we always have great discussions and we're always talking about different topics. Following the Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom on Monday, on Mondays at 5 p.m., we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we go through and we have a safe environment for us to really discuss how certain things are making us feel. As we know, being in the tattoo industry, that's not always a very easy thing to do. Um, and this gives us somewhere where we can go and we can talk to other tattoo artists about certain things that may happen in our career where we can go through and express how those things make us feel and maybe get some feedback on how to better manage them and deal with them. Following Let's Talk About Feelings at 5 p.m. with Robbie Ripple on Mondays, capping off Monday evenings at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Sandy's been working closely with Guy for a very, very long time. And in these subscribers exclusive drawing group on Monday evenings, we go through and we take certain sections of the Reinventing the Tattoo canon and we go through and we try to work on those. Now, this is only accessible if you have a subscription to either the Reinventing the Tattoo canon or the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course. So you will not be able to access it unless you have that kind of a subscription. I can tell you from personal experience that joining the Monday night drawing groups alone is going to be more beneficial than you can ever imagine. Um, when I look back at when I first started doing the Monday night drawing groups to where I am today, it's absolutely incredible how much just tuning in for an hour and a half to two hours every Monday night can really help improve what you're doing. So I highly recommend that. Um, capping off the week on Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker. It's always a great time to go through and discuss you know, our adventures in collecting tattoos. They always have different topics that they discuss every Thursday evening. It's an absolutely great time, and I highly recommend you tune into that one as well. We have a couple of special events coming up in the near future. Uh, next Sunday, July 30th, we will have a special guest here on the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. That special guest will be James Wisdom. He will be joining me live. Um, James, once again, hosts the Drawing for Tattooers. Um, episode every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, but he has agreed to come and stop by and do a special guest appearance, um, you know, next Sunday. So I'm very happy and very excited to uh, see him for that. Following that, um, we have the Paradise Tattoo Gathering that will be coming up Thursday, October 12th through Sunday, October 15th. And that will be taking place up at Jiminy Peak Mountain Resort in the Berkshires. And I am very excited for that, not just because I will be presenting this year, 
but also because they have an absolutely killer lineup of people that will be presenting as well, including people such as Nick Baxter, Corey Ferguson, Gunner will be there, Thea Duskin, Andy Chambers. Oh, come on. Yes, love his work. Um, Lady Sarah, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network will be there as well. Can't wait to talk to him and hang out with him some more. Tom Strom will be there and Andre Malcolm. Uh, what? Yeah. Killer lineup this year. Can't wait. And that's just a few of the people that will be presenting this year at the Paradise Tattoo Gathering. We would like to go through and take a second to thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these shows happen. Starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They're constantly th keeping all convention information up to date. As we know, living in this post-pandemic era, there are certain tattoo conventions and events that are still kind of getting moved around and rescheduled like crazy. So if you want the latest and greatest, most up-to-date convention information coming to a city or town near you, or one that you want to visit, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattoo artists of all levels. They're keeping everything upgraded and 100% competitive with any type of CRM mailing list or scheduling software out there. So if you're really looking for some digital tools that'll help to get more people coming through the door that get the kind of work that you really want to do, TattooNow.com is the number one place to go to for that kind of tool. Um, they've been in business a very long time and have got some excellent solutions for whatever you might require. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional thank you to uh, the man behind the curtain, Guy Itchison. He is the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. You can go to guyitchison.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia, uh, some of his DVDs. He's got a couple, a handful of custom coil machines left for sale. He's got some uh, original oil paintings every now and then that he'll post up on his website for sale as well, as well as countless fine art prints. So thank you, Guy, for helping put all of this together um, and for really being the inspiration behind everything that we are doing. Would also like to go through and say a very personal uh, shout out and thank you to Amy Nichols, who runs the Apprenticeship Diaries podcast. Um, if you know someone that is looking to become a tattoo apprentice, or maybe they are currently a tattoo apprentice, uh, maybe they're just looking for more information on what an apprenticeship is like. You can go through, tune into the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols, and you can find a wealth of information there. Um, highly recommend you check it out. It's definitely the number one resource for apprenticeship hopefuls in the tattoo industry. As well, another very personal and professional uh, shout out and thank you to Aaron Williams, the mad scientist, and TATCOM. Um, TATCOM is leading the industry in their scientific research and development of tools to be used by tattoo artists. So if you were looking for the most cutting edge tattoo equipment out there, um, really stuff to help you take your professional tattoo game to a whole new level, 
take a look at Tatcom. These guys are literally diving into the science behind how tattoos work, why they work, and all of the science behind them. And they're developing tools to help professional tattoo artists tattoo better and more efficiently. So take a look at Tatcom. Um, these guys are absolutely cutting edge. You cannot get more high tech than Tatcom. As always, if you like today's show, we always ask that you hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page. Um, helps you stay informed for any time that we host additional shows. And we ask that you post a positive review on the channel. Help us get the word out. You know, maybe recommend the show to one of your coworkers or friends that is a uh, total tattoo nerd, such as I am. Um, if you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, maybe you're looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com. We will get back to you as soon as we can, um, and we will be happy to provide all of those things to you. So that kind of wraps up our intro for today. Um, save that. We've got Nate Walker in the YouTube chat. Good afternoon. Uh, I am doing just fine. How are you doing? Um, let's see. Don't have anyone else in here just yet. I haven't gotten a whole lot of replies as far as people have sent the invitation out to today, which is okay. I'm not opposed to that. Um, Hopefully we get a couple of other people that join us today, but if not, I'm totally fine. Uh, let me switch this over. And um, so if anyone that's currently watching uh, remembers what I started working on a couple of weeks ago, which was like a full female bodysuit layout. And I think I was just starting to sketch up some of the legs at the time. Well, I've gone through and... Um, I've done a bit more drawing on it since then. Um, you know, it's amazing. You find, you know, a half hour here, 20 minutes there, you know, 30 minutes over here. And it's amazing how much just working on something whenever you have a couple of minutes can really add up um, and really build. Um, and so I'm actually kind of, uh, kind of excited to share that with you guys. Wrong one, sorry. There we go. Okay. And let me put on thumbnail. So I've done a little bit more sketching and drawing, decided to add some flowers to it. Um, I even decided to add some, some like little peony flowers up at the top just kind of roughing them in. Nothing's really refined. Nothing's really, you know, finalized. Everything is very easily, very malleable, very easily movable. Um, you know, I decided to go with like one big lotus in the middle and then maybe some peonies along the edges, a couple other lotus flowers down at the bottom on the legs. Um, as you can kind of tell, I'm, I'm not really sticking too hard to my guides. Uh, just because those are meant to be guides now during the final product, I'll probably be going through and erasing a lot of stuff that's on the outside, outside of those bounds. But I've always found it's a lot easier to go through 
and draw, even if it goes outside the bounds, because what that would do over time is essentially just wrap around the body. Um, so it would go through and it would take up a little bit more room um, than you know, what you're seeing here. So anywhere that's outside that line would kind of curve around with that actual three-dimensional form. Um, it's not a necessity to do that, but it does help kind of, it, it helps people view things in a better way. Um, today, I'm just gonna be working on roughing in some background stuff, nothing crazy. Um, you know, just trying to get an idea of what I want to do with the background. And I could very easily continue to go with some of those waves that I was drawing up the other week. Um, I think I've actually gone through and decided, let me make this a little bit brighter. I think I've actually gone through and decided to try to do more of like an Art Nouveau motif, um, just to kind of give it a little bit more of like an Art Nouveau style. Make sure I'm drawing on the right layer. And I've got, uh, let's see. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. So Art Nouveau stuff is, um, it seems pretty easy. You're like, oh yeah, it's just a whole bunch of swirls and swoops and spirals and stuff, right? Well, it gets a little bit more complex than that when you really start to get into it. Um, but it it is still pretty simplistic, for lack of a better term. Um, but I'm hoping that that'll give this a bit more of like an Art Nouveau kind of feel. So I'm just kind of going through and experimenting with that. I've got a brand new layer that I just uh, opened up. There we go. Sure, I'm still on that layer. So I think I'm just gonna start off with like a little bit of a, um, a spiral kind of going on down over here. Um, wrong, wrong brush, the same colors. We'll make this a little bit bigger. There we go. That's better. I always like to draw bigger and softer and then refine as I go. Just helps me block in some shapes. Um, and I've been playing a, around quite a bit over the past, uh, I don't know, a few months with uh, different brush settings for my sketching brushes. I think I finally landed on a few that uh, I really, really like and really uh, prefer over just like standard pencils. Don't ask me why, I just find that they sketch a little bit easier. Uh, so maybe we'll go with something like that. Maybe we'll have, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe if we've got that coming up here. Get rid of this part here. That would allow us to go through, create maybe another little kind of swoop out in this direction. We'll stay with that spiral for there. 
you know, this is kind of my methodology to go through and, you know, play around with like Art Nouveau elements. Um, I always just do a lot of like rough sketching until I'm like, yeah, that looks right. We can do that. That'll, that'll be cool. Um, sometimes it works well. Sometimes you got to stick with it for a little while. Um, you know, sometimes things don't come as easy as a lot of people think or imagine. And, you know, it's, uh, it's always kind of um, not necessarily a crapshoot, but it's uh, something that's always unpredictable. And maybe we'll have something like that coming out and then we'll have something like this coming up to kind of flow with it. Right now, I'm not really so much worried about any of these foreground elements. I'm more worried about the, just strictly the background elements and trying to use the background to follow the counter flow of my foreground elements. So if I have a lot of, you know, say this lotus flower here gives me a good diagonal flow in that direction, well, my counter flow is gonna be in the opposite direction. And that's essentially what I'm going to try to gear a lot of this uh, Art Nouveau stuff to, um, to kind of counteract. You know, even if some of it ends up getting tucked down back behind a lot of my foreground elements, that's okay. I'm not super concerned about it. Um, you know, as once again, this is just a very kind of rough you know, sketch, rough concept. Um, I could very easily go through later on and maybe even delete this entire layer that I'm sketching on. You know, if I find something I don't like it, maybe I'll smudge it around. You know, um, I just uh, signed up for the Inside the Fireside Tattoo Club. I've uh, been learning a lot of really cool and fun tricks from that. Uh, thank you, Jake Meeks, for uh, putting that on. Uh, it's been very informative so far. Um, it's a little bit outside my standard schedule, but, you know, I'm still trying to keep with it and stick with it, um, you know, every chance I get. Yeah, I'm, I'm never opposed to new avenues and new sources of information. Um, you know, it's just something that for me is something I'm always constantly trying to do is learn more and improve. I'm not sure if that stems from, you know, my tattoo upbringing, or if that's just more of a personal quest, uh, to be better. I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. Uh, but when I was coming up, um, you know, I always had all these questions about things and there weren't too many people around that could actually answer my questions to help me understand why a lot of things were the way that they were. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it gets to a point where, um, you know, it, it just, it's either going to fuel your fire or you're going to get frustrated and you're going to give up. 
and I'm never, I've never been one of those people to actually give up on anything. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of the way that I am. It's my personality type. So, um, you know, I'll fight tooth and nail for, for whatever it is. You know, so and that's led to a lot of um, a lot of seminars that I've taken, a lot of experiences I've had, a lot of seeking knowledge, seeking information, seeking new ways to look at things and look at, um, you know, okay, well, how could I do this better? How could I, how could I view this concept in a different light? You know? um, so and sometimes that's exactly what you need in order to take another step in your tattoo career is sometimes you just need a fresh opinion, a fresh look, a fresh perspective. And, you know, sometimes you have to go outside and, you know, look at other things and talk to other people that are outside your normal network that you usually talk to in order to find those perspectives. You know, that's just kind of... Um, something I've picked up on over the years is that sometimes you have to get away from your, your usual group of people in order to do that. And I'm not saying, you know, cut them off or anything. because Why would you want to do that? But sometimes it's just helpful to have an outside perspective. Um, you know, maybe it's someone that's not even in the tattoo field. Um, maybe it's someone that's, you know, a, a painter or does printmaking or, you know, any number of different things. Maybe they're a professional illustrator. You know, that's that Ill professional illustration is always right up in the same alley as being a tattoo artist. A lot of um, tattoo art is more illustration than anything else. Don't know if I necessarily like that spot. Maybe I'll take this and I'll bring something like this. Now that would kind of cut that shape in half where the glute is uh, gluteus maximus. Um, so maybe I want to, I definitely want to follow that shape a bit more and kind of maybe even bring this down and over. That could work. And I'd have to adjust it. You know, so don't be afraid to, to expand your horizons, expand your knowledge base, learn something new, try to learn at least one new thing every day. You know, if you don't, then you're essentially just kind of wasting the day and that's never a good thing. Um, because we only have so much time on this earth and we only have so much time every day, you know, so try to maximize it. I will do little curvy guy here. Maybe that can 
correctly. Still in the habit of erasing. What I should have done is just smudged it. That way, even if I want to go back into it, and this is a little trick that I've picked up from Jake Meeks so far, even if I, if I smudge it out, even if I wanted to go back into it, I still have a little bit of that shape here where I can go back through and I can redo exactly what I just did. Um, so it can be very helpful to use your smudge instead of your eraser, especially if um, you know, you're like me and you're used to erasing a whole bunch of stuff. So let's follow the curve of the glue because that's definitely a shape that we can't ignore. Once again, even if some of this gets hidden behind the snake's body, that's okay. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff I'll draw either on top of or around or whatever. Um, but I always want to see where the whole form and the whole shape goes so that that way, as I um, go through and I'm drawing, I can go through and I can see the progression and I can see how things can turn around and where that whole form is. Even if some of it gets cropped out, I find a lot of times it just goes through and it really helps the eye move around so that you can see predictably where a shape would go and how a whole shape would kind of flow with everything else. That's why if you look at, you can see where I've got this big lotus in the middle of the back, you can still see the full shape of how I kind of roughed out and laid out the snake that's going to end up going in front of certain parts and behind other parts. Um, and that's kind of why I leave that there so that I can still see the in continuity, the way that that full form is going to flow. If I'm doing this uh, shape here, I'll blur some of this out. Find a little bit more. Maybe I'll end up having like a painting in the background from here. Following this up, kind of cutting through everything. That could be cool. These guys could follow this gentleman's flow. Now that could always be. Though I would want this, just a little peak of something. Now these are pretty big and broad shapes and pretty big and broad directional lines. So eventually what I would end up probably doing, um, 
if I decide to go with this is I will eventually go through and I'll add some extra stuff, maybe like another little offshoot over here, some more branches and stuff like that, because what I will essentially do later on is I'll come through with, um, I've got this one brush and I don't know where I picked it up from called Studio Brush. Once I've got things like roughly laid out, I'll probably go back through with my studio brush. I think I have this set up a little weird, but. I'll kind of go through and create some of these bigger shapes. And then what I'll end up doing is I'll go through once I've created and refined these bigger shapes, I'll actually um, go through and do like a double outline around them so that that way I can always branch off of them if need be. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Get back to sketching, sketchy sketch. So I like where this part is. Not sure about this part. I think I would have to bring that down. Oh, James Wisdom did decide to join us. Wonderful. Is that you, James? Hey, Jason, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, no, fantastically well. So thanks for inviting me today. Hey, no problem. No problem. You know, I wanted to see if I could get you on, maybe uh, talk about your upcoming guest appearance next week. Oh, I um, know. Yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to have you on. You know, you've always been an inspiration to me. Um, and I love jumping into your Monday morning classes every chance I get. Uh, it's just, it's always informative and it always helps me look at things in a different light and in a different way. And, you know, it's, for lack of a better term, it's kind of mind expanding, um, you know, because oh, it's too allowing kind. me to go through and grow and learn more. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I really appreciate, um, appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on. It's always, uh, it's always a pleasure getting a chance to catch up with you. And um, so Sundays is a work day for me and I'm, I'm preparing a tattoo right now and I'm, I figure I'll, you know, I'll just, just do my thing and, and uh, hopefully we can have an excellent conversation. What are you working on? Bodysuit? Uh, yeah, so you could awesome. say that. Um, it's, uh, you know, I've got some other stuff going on with it too. Um, trying to play around and roughing out a background, trying to figure out good flow for the background. Something that's going to be complimentary, but not too busy and too distracting. Um, you know, I've been taking a lot more influence yeah. away from like Art Nouveau stuff, trying to work on some of that and trying to get some more Art Nouveau shape involved uh, for the background portion of it. Uh, I find it's always nice and light and complimentary. It doesn't tend to be too busy or too overbearing. Um, or too distracting to the primary design that I want people to look at. So it's just kind of something I'm playing around with, you know, just roughing some stuff in, 
seeing what works, what doesn't work, um, you know, what maybe I'll keep, what I won't keep. You know, you never really quite know when you're just playing around. Well, I really like all of the areas where you kind of like have a more of a balance where the sides are balanced rather than, you know, there's a, there's a type of, you know, um, asymmetry that you, that you're able to, you know, but I'm seeing all the way, kind of all the way through it for the most part. Um, I guess the flowers on the, on the sleeves have a little bit of like, you know, kind of the, they're kind of like uh, mirrored of each other, but everywhere else is, has this, this real sort of, uh, you know, a difference, right? There's a lot of contrast. There was a reason why I wanted to stick with the symmetry on the arms. Um, mm. And that's because I found that by having, if you're looking at the piece as a whole, you've got a lot of, for lack of a better term, triangular areas down, here, uh, down at the bottom where we've got, you know, angle there, angle there. So there's triangular area. Um, you know, this is coming down in this kind of an angle. This is coming down in this kind of an angle. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a lot of different like yeah. angular things going on. And I just for my own mind, I wanted something to kind of frame off the upper portion. So for me to frame it off with something symmetrical is going to force you to look at the asymmetrical portion. Right. That's a, it's very that's, interesting. It's going to keep it more of a constant on each side. So that mentally in your mind is going to become almost more regular, almost like more not mundane, mm. but it's going to become more of a fixed kind of frame. And that essentially, in my mind, should allow you to look at more of the asymmetrical portions of it and focus more on that. That's just kind of the thought process I had going on when I was, you know, sketching it up. I love that. I think that's, you know, it's very intentional. And um, yeah, no, uh, I, I love that. I just love the way it's, love the way it's working. Well, you know, you can just, like you said, you know, you're experimenting and trying it out and it's worth a, it's worth a try. And, um, but it's already, it already has like a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of elegance and beauty in this design that uh, I think it's, um, I think it's going in a really great direction. So, yeah, I've I've been struggling with the background a lot. Um, you know, playing around with different ideas, and I've got. So just to give you guys an example, I've got layers and layers. Like I started off with more of like the Japanese esque kind of background with some isobars and some background flow and some water and I was playing around with that and that looked cool um, you know playing around with like oh I've got an awkward spot over here you know maybe I should just put another flower there right maybe that would help balance everything out and then that way I can kind of work my way up diagonally um, if I threw, say, another peony flower over here, um, over top of this section of the snake, decided against that, but I kind of like that shape and that outline, that skeleton drawing. So, um, you know, but it's like, do I want to do one big overarching wave? That could be cool. Here's another concept for a wave that could take up that area. So, 
maybe it's not quite so boring. Maybe it's not quite so like open. Um, you know, more background play, more wave concepts, more wave concepts that are refined. There's some other Art Nouveau kind of flow I was considering. I'm really just trying to play around with every possible conceivable avenue to see what works. You know? uh, and this all started, like me drawing this and coming up with this concept, literally all started from just not really having any kind of inspiration and just doodling and seeing what came out. Amazing. So it, it's something that I like to do every now and then, almost like stream of consciousness. Though I know I always end up gravitating back to like the same few subjects. Which I'm, I'm trying to get out of the habit of doing sometimes it's not bad sometimes focusing on one subject matter or one topic you know, can, can really help you just be ultimately proficient in that that's a good outlook i think um not to say that you shouldn't still go through with other concepts but you know, and expand and broaden your horizons. But, you know, sometimes it's like, I, if I'm only ever just drawing snakes and flowers, how many different possible combinations could there be for new imagery? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, 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 I do know what you're saying, but also like, uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is kind of endless, you know, or, um, I, I guess I, I asked a teacher of mine one time, you know, a question uh, about the Rolling Stones. <clears throat> so, like, you know, the, the band, the Rolling Stones, they, you know, they still perform live, I think. But, but anyway, you know, they have to play the song Satisfaction uh, every time. <laughs> you know? Like, if they don't play it, uh, there's probably going to be a problem. Um, and so, you know, I was like, somewhat glib and I'm like you know hey what kind of hell would that be where you have to you know just do that same thing over and over again and um so you know like I said my teacher much uh wiser than I am you know his response was like well maybe they've never gotten it right and I just I just sort of thought like you know I mean it like just stopped me in my tracks and it you know kind of made me shut up for a minute you know and really kind of think about it um I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they have like you know perfected it uh, or something. But, um, but yeah, I just you know, it's probably how you look at it. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, Perspective can be everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess that's. Uh, it is a good question. How many how many combinations can you possibly come up with? Uh, but. Maybe maybe it's endless, um, right? Absolutely. I mean, I know that whenever I'm drawing something, I'll go through three or four drafts that the client never sees before I'm satisfied with something to the point that I'm willing to show, you know, whoever the client may be, 
And, um, you know, that's part of that's just out of my own neuroticism. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, but it's totally. like, you know, I want to be happy with it before my client ever sees it, because I know if I'm not happy with it, number one, I'm not going to want to tattoo it. Um, and number two, if I know I can do better, why wouldn't I want to try to be better? Right. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's probably just, you know, it's like, the, that's a drive you know, to, uh, to excel and to you know, really try to do best possible work that you can. Um, doesn't always, I don't know, maybe like that's it too. Like you're not, uh, <laughs> you can't get no satisfaction. Uh, true. <laughs> you know so, uh, and that's the enjoyment that you get is just that, you know, the repetition. Um, you're always, uh, Yeah, it's, it's finding joy in the process. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> For me, a lot of it, a lot of my enjoyment about this kind of stuff is finding joy in just, you know, the, oh, okay, cool. I get to tattoo another snake and flowers. Awesome. Yes. Let me yes. find a different way to try to do this, right? Right. Or someone comes to me with a lion with a crown and they want blue eyes in it. Okay, cool. Let me try to find a different way to execute this concept. Um, you know, maybe a different perspective, or maybe, maybe it's, um, I don't know, maybe it's a lion cub, you know, hold it playing with a crown that's on the ground. I don't know. Um, you know, there's all different ways that you can expand your mind. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe maybe instead of blue eyes, you just say, you know what, we'll do green eyes. You know, that'll that'll be something different. Hell yeah. So yeah, you got any uh, fun projects coming up? Anything uh, you're really looking forward to? Well, um, so I'm going to be uh, at the Fort Wayne Tattoo Convention. Uh, uh, in August, August 13th through the 15th. So Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, can't wait. Really looking forward to the show. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's my next thing coming up. Um, I'm also going to be, uh, headed out to the, um, high lifestyle show. Uh, that's going to be in Boxborough, Massachusetts. It's a cannabis lifestyle and uh, um, and tattoo festival. Gabe Ripley, yeah, Gabe Ripley is uh, one of the um, the producers of it. So uh, they're getting together, a, you know, a lineup of uh, of other tattooers. Um, so I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, we're planning right now to, to do a, you know, uh, a live drawing event. Um, uh, we're going to call it drawing for stoners. And so, oh God. 
so yeah, we'll see how that goes. But um, but yeah, no, those are some of my my uh, upcoming things that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, now, do you mind if I ask you a question about um, you know your and I know this this may sound a little bit weird coming from me um and i know a lot of old school guys don't really believe in preparing for a convention um but are you doing any kind of prep work for it getting any kind of design sheets together uh, flash yeah. designs that you want to you know put out there that you really want to do um, uh yes yeah that's that's a great question i'm i am i'm actively <laughs> working on that i'm hoping hoping that I can come up with some, you know, with a few things that are, um, that are going to be, um, you know, exciting and interesting enough to somebody that they're going to want to get them. So uh, I'm working, I'm working on getting a couple of appointments together for the show, but for the most part, I am hoping to take some walk-ups, um, while I'm there and yeah, like, uh, you know, do some, uh, do some flash designs. Yeah. Things that I want to do while I'm there. That is that. That's how you work, right? Um, I I do that. I always try to book at least one or two appointments, yeah, um, if at all possible for any kind of a convention that I work at, right? Just just to make sure that you know. Okay, well, if I book some appointments, even if it's stuff I'm not really you know super stoked to do, at least I know I'm going to make my money back for the show, you know, based right. on those appointments. But then right. I also bring a ton of you know, pre-drawn concepts and designs with me. Uh, usually as many as I can fit in my portfolio without it like bursting at the seams. That way sure. I've got a whole bunch of different stuff that I really want to do that, you know, even if it's seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, you know, if it's stuff that I drew up and I really want to do it, you know, why not bring it with you and try to sell it? Absolutely. No, I think that's, it's a, very good advice. So, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping to, hoping to get accomplished myself. So, um, all right. Yeah, it's just kind of the um, the way that I've always done things. Huh? I know a lot of uh, a lot of old school guys out there are like, why would you prep for a convention? Just show up <laughs> and just do all freehand stuff, you know? That'd that's be cool the way too. We used to do it back in the day. <laughs> That would be cool too. All right, let me uh, let me turn off my camera and sound for just a minute. I'm gonna finish getting everything. I gotta get myself set up, but I'll be I'll be back. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh I'm always happy to hear that other artists are doing a lot of shows and conventions. You know, this year, you know, I took a little bit of a break from them. Um, next year, we'll see what happens. Uh, not guaranteeing I'm going to be hitting the road quite as hard as I have in the past, but you know, I would like to do maybe one or two different shows than ones that I've done before. Um, just to, you know, keep the momentum going, keep the inspiration going, uh, you know, develop some new clientele, especially if they're fairly local. Um, would love to, to get in on some new stuff. Um, you know, tattoo conventions are a great way to go through and advertise yourself. They're a great way to go through and advertise your skill set, what you can bring to the table. Um, 
I know some people just go there and trophy hunt and, you know, maybe they're not even participating in the convention, but, you know, they'll, they'll bring some people with them anyway and, you know, see if they can't win a trophy, you know, and try to, you know, collect a few trophies that way. And that's cool, right? If that's what you're about, but I, I've always been an advocate of, you know, I'm just there to do fun and good tattoos. Like that's primarily the reason that and advertising, like I want to go through, I want to advertise myself. I want to advertise my skill set. I want to, you know, show off maybe a little bit with uh, some of the work that I know I can do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's kind of the way that a lot of artists have, you know, built their reputations in the past. Um, you know, I know one artist that super prominent artist, um, you know, he's done a lot of incredible tattoos in his time. And part of the way that he built his reputation was by going through and traveling all the time, um, doing shows all over the place, any show he could get into, he went and he did it. Um, and it really helped build his skill set. And it really helped build his, his name and his brand within the industry. Um, and so it's something that I'm, I'm always constantly trying to do is, you know, expand my horizons, expand my brand, expand my, my name and my presence in this industry, you know, just get to the point where, you know, I feel like, you know, not necessarily I'm appreciated, but, you know, I, I, I have maybe a little bit more confidence and a little bit more bearing on what I'm doing. Um, you know, part of it's imposter syndrome, part of it's, uh, you know, just the fact that I'm constantly trying to be better. Um, and one of the best ways to do that is being around other artists and learning from other artists like, oh, you're doing the same thing I'm doing, but in a totally different way. Why are you doing that? Why are you running your machine that way? Why are you using that black? You know, those are all things that can really, really help, you know, just take you to a different level. Some of the best advice I was ever given was given to me by artists at conventions at different shows, you know, and it's, um, you know, some of the some of the shows that I've gone to and worked at have completely changed my life. Um, you know, I, so I'm always an advocate of, you know, if, if you really, really want to make yourself a bit better or come up with a bigger name or maybe learn a little bit more, really see what you're personally capable of, you know? Go to a convention, go to a show, push yourself to the limits. You know, when you're standing and you've got pieces up against major names in this industry, you know, go show off your stuff. Take, a, take words of advice from different guys. Um, you never know what can truly influence you. And you never know what kind of an impact you might have on someone else. You know, maybe it's... Uh, Maybe you're coming across a, you know, someone that's younger in the industry, maybe a little bit less experience. Maybe they've uh, got a way of doing things that, you know, challenges 
all of the things that you've ever been taught. They're absolutely crushing everything, right? Ask them how they came up with the ideas. How did they come up with their concepts? How did they come up with their techniques? Um, look and get inspiration from other artists. Like, oh man, it's a really cool way to draw a clock or a watch or whatever. Awesome. Oh, HR Bauman, finally, uh, you found me. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, HR Bauman was a big influence on my life for many, many years. Um, kind of lost track of them for a few years there. I'm finally happy to uh, to hear that you are still alive and you're you are still doing what you're doing, and I'm very happy to hear that. Um, feel free if you take a look at the upper right corner of um, the screen, you'll see my Instagram handle. Feel free to shoot me a message. Um, love to get you on here one day, man. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, that's a definitely a blast from the past, which is awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast, you know, having people that have been influential in my career and in my life, um, uh, you know, seeing them, you know, connect with me and figuring out like, oh man, I haven't talked to that guy in forever. It's like, oh, I'm right here, man. Come say hi. But yeah, I love the ability to go through, especially at shows, conventions, all that stuff. I love the ability to go through and just network and connect with other artists because you never know who's going to have an impact on your life. Even if it's not in your tattoo career, sometimes people will just drop knowledge bombs on you that'll completely change the way that you view everything in your life, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, um, you know, sometimes that's just the way that things go. Um, now I did have, so by the way, if uh, anyone's ever looking for great inspiration for Art Nouveau stuff, And you're right, HR, you are absolutely right. We do have quite a bit to discuss. Um, it's been way too long. We definitely need to reconnect and uh, happy, very, very happy that uh, you reached out. Uh, couldn't be more happy, actually. I'm very much looking forward to even just having a phone call with you. Um, but yeah. You know, you never know who will have a massive impact on you. So take every chance you get, you know, talk to people that, you know, maybe are different than you are. You'll never know what kind of uh, advice they may have or, you know, be, be selective about what you take in. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, just accept every piece of life advice, you know, but still, you never really quite know uh, what you're going to get whenever you talk to someone new. So always, uh, always recommend you give that a go. Uh, but I think I was discussing, um, major, major influences on like some of the Art Nouveau stuff that I do. If anyone's ever struggling with that, 
take a look at Clint Danroth from Canada at Craftsman Tattoo. Um, he incorporates a lot of Art Nouveau motifs and a lot of Art Nouveau stuff into the work that he does. And, um, you know, absolutely phenomenal illustrator and artist, uh, phenomenal tattoo artist, uh, definitely a major impact on how I do what I do and how I kind of get some of the, the shapes and some of the flow that um, I end up creating in a lot of these images. Um, once again, that's Clint Danroth at Craftsman Tattoo in Canada. Um, absolutely phenomenal human being. Uh, just really great person. Cool. So I think I'm ready to start going through and maybe roughing out some of the uh, the Art Nouveau background. Go through. Go with my technical pencil. Stick with purple. Who doesn't like? We'll make this a bit bigger and give this like a negative space swirl inside it. That'd be cool. Big. Cut that down. Yeah, I always find that um, Art Nouveau motifs go really, really well, especially if you're trying to soften an image you know, going through and maybe giving it a bit more of like a, not necessarily a more feminine look, um, but just soften an image up a little bit as far as its graphic quality. You know, for example, if you've got like a dragon, you know, that's got a pretty mean expression, maybe go through, throw some Art Nouveau swirls around it. That'll kind of soften the image up maybe make it not so sharp and aggressive unless that's what your client wants. In that case, don't do that. But you know, it's definitely a way that you can help soften images, soften motifs, um, and soften the overall graphic quality. Uh, you know, maybe make it, it helps make things look not so sharp or so mean. Um, and like I said, unless that's what you're going for and what you're drawing, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but if you're going for something a bit more balanced and you've got something like an angry snake, you know, throw some Art Nouveau stuff around it. You'd be surprised at how much that can kind of balance out exactly what it is you're trying to achieve and help create more of a visual balance. Just something I've picked up along the uh, along the road less traveled. Maybe it's traveled just as much as I originally thought. Yeah, I just wasn't paying attention. I don't necessarily like that. Not. 
did say I wanted to go through and do this. Setting up a, uh, a studio pen on your iPad, the 45 degree angle and kind of compressed in on the sides can be a great way to go through and draw some of these Art Nouveau motifs. Can kind of help you just like figure out some of the flow very quickly, especially if you turn on a little bit of streamline um, or a little bit of uh, uh, stabilization. It's definitely a way to go through and create it so that it flows a bit easier. Idea, what if we did? That one be one option. Oh. This guy would be two. Big one, one skinny one. This would be cool. Now, like I said, this is just like my second area of, or second way to rough certain things in. Um, sometimes I'll go through and I'll work in a totally different manner. Um, just kind of sketching things out, split this off, split this into two. That's kind of why I like using an angled brush whenever I do this. Um, you can also, for those people that are out there drawing analog, you can also use a calligraphy brush or a flat brush, create some of the same effects. Um, it's, you don't have to have an iPad to do anything like this. 
Uh, sometimes I'll do like an old engraver's scroll work kind of curl, such as that, or maybe even Sometimes just giving it like a little bit of a um, little bit of a uh, gutting portion. Now we're starting to really push it. Even bring another little guy down this way, even though that would be almost completely covered by the flower. That down, push that over there. This way, we've got a lot of great background flow to a lot of this stuff um, without even really trying. You know, and it all stays pretty consistent. You know, just creating like background elements that are going to flow properly. And I can always go through and erase parts of this and all. As the design develops a bit more, I plan on having a bit more of a push and pull kind of going on with foreground and background elements. Um, you know, this is essentially just like a rough concept. you know, rough, rough layout. Branch off into two. Flow in that direction, kind of following the stem, although I would want that Cross the stem a bit more. And from that flow here. This. And that will give that that real early art nouveau kind of look. Even give it another bump off the top. This guy coming through the middle. Let's give that smaller guy. Although I have a feeling that might be too busy. Let's eliminate some of that. down Let's 
vertically do something like this crossover s shape with flow right crossing this portion of the snake once again providing counter flow This we would want follow that flow. Since a lot of this is going to be in the background anyway, I'm not really super concerned with how, like, where stuff ends up. I'm essentially just kind of locking it in, marking it in, just seeing what flows right, what works right. Now, I could stick with my original concept. But once again, I like the directional flow that I have going on over here. And I'm trying to stick with something of the sort, you know, over on this side. Kind of tricky, but, you know, if you can get it right, you can get it right. Take one line, make it three usually works to treat. Even if you take this, you could maybe scroll something down like that. Or we could take something like this and bring that down. Also, I'm not trying to make this too busy. Try to keep my uh, my Art Nouveau flow lines, especially for background, try to keep them a little bit more simplistic. I think you'll be surprised at, uh, at just how much they can have an impact on what it is that you're actually doing and how you don't really need a whole lot of it to, um, to really bring that whole Art Nouveau kind of feeling to anything that you've got going on. Even 
pretty magic. And then this background area will be filled up naturally. So this is what I typically do. Uh, anytime I've got a rough idea, a rough concept, let's take that. I'll just make the layer about 50% opacity if I like certain parts of things, but not all of it. And I'll actually go through. Draw right on top of it again just kind of refining things. You know, as I go, maybe I want to try something with like a different portion of this. Maybe I want to try to have something like that. That could look really nice. There we go. Something along those lines, maybe not that much. Just a tighter curl. Bring that all the way along the side. Roll. That should be enough. Maybe we'll even just add one more negative guy over there. Here, there.
that could work. And uh, over here, we've got this one, small one, pearl. Here, this and throw this down. Up. There. So I think this spot here is going to be too busy. Let me simplify that down a bit. Cool, so now that I've got that all roughed in, let's take a look at how this would look if we used push and pull, foreground and background. We'll just do that real quick using another Just even less opaque because I want to make sure that all of my other layers are still visible, still pretty visible. So make sure I'm drawing on the right layer. What we can do is we can essentially just go through and kind of trace these bigger lines that we just made. This part coming over top. And then behind the stem. So that one's over, over, under, over. Back over, kind of like Celtic knot work, you want to create that kind of a rhythm. This part would be coming over top. One of the, the many wonderful things you can learn about Celtic knot work is that, uh, and Bob, if you're still watching, I have to thank you for, for a lot of this stuff. Uh, I remember sitting down many, many moons ago. I was still a young tatter tot. And uh, you know, I remember sitting down talking to you about knot work and basics of it, concepts and stuff like that. And um, 
I won't ever forget. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was you. You said, you know, listen, pay attention to the network because it can teach you a lot of things. And I didn't quite really understand what you were talking about until much, much later on in my career. I think that was you. Maybe, maybe I'm confused, but I, I think that was you. We really want to be you know, particular about like widths and variations of this kind of stuff. We can always vary the Up here is going to be a bit more tricky because we've got that stem there. So we would essentially just outline our negative shapes. And if some of these are too thick um, or draw too much attention, that's okay. Uh, we can always thin them out as we're sketching our final layer. This is just a rough final layer. Um, and the only things that I really want to focus on with this are what's my foreground background flow and what parts do I want coming in front of and moving behind other parts. So if we decide to go with some of this over here on top of this part of the lotus, And this part over here on top of the lotus would essentially block out some of that lotus petal. Um, rest of that, I probably wouldn't see, so I'm not too worried about it. This part we would start out behind, so that would go behind everything. This part in front of everything. part block out part of the snake. Okay. All over here. Don't know if I want to keep that or not. In fact, I would want to put a lot of this behind the snake. Because if I have this coming in front, this part would go behind here. This part front. This part would go behind. Once again, creating that rhythm that natural progression, that natural rhythm. And this goes behind that part. We could always, it might be counterintuitive, but we could always bring it up front. And I say counterintuitive, and I literally mean that because if the way that this body is snaking is 
this part of the snake body is going behind and traveling backwards in space, as we can tell, because we've, we have this portion of the body coming forwards, right, and overlapping this portion here, right, indicating that it's moving backwards in space, then essentially we wouldn't want anything to overlap it on the top especially if it was just going behind something that was already pushed back even further. So maybe we will change that up a little bit. That's kind of why I like sketching on so many layers because it allows me to go through, um, hey, Mike, how's it going? <laughs> um, it allows me to go through and kind of um, you know, just play around and do a little bit of problem solving as I go through and sketch. Thing. Um, Bob, thank you for, for hanging in there, man. I appreciate that. I'll, I might not be too much longer. Um, and I'll drop my, uh, my email in the comment. If you want to shoot me an email and I'll just send you a reply with my number and you can call me or text me. If you do still have my number though, it hasn't changed. So feel free to text me. I know it's been years, but I don't know if you've got the same number or not. But my phone number literally has not changed in 20 years, 25 years, something like that. Oh, wow. Gearing up to move the whole studio over the next two weeks, man. That's a lot. Oh, I mean, fortunately, you said it's one block over, so it's not too bad, but still, man, that's a lot. I can't, I hate moving. I do. I absolutely do not like it. Uh, so I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to move an entire studio. That has got to be a nightmare of a different sort. This we can do. We've got forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. 
one word. Might make this a bit less complex if we're going with uh, putting this in front of the snake. Might make for a cool little cutout. One thing a lot of people don't really think about uh, too much that don't tattoo. We do a lot of problem solving. We do a lot of like visual problem solving, a lot of visual like adjustment on the fly, you know, making sure that everything's got the correct flow that works well, that, you know, everything is going to be on the up and up and is going to be at maximum potential. I don't think uh, a lot of non-tattooers out there, some might get it, you know, and that's cool. But I think there are a lot of non-tattooers out there that really have no idea how much problems. Visually speaking, with every kind of design, let alone one that's as large scale as this. Another way, instead of going through and tracing all the outlines like I just did there, if you want a shortcut method, I'll show you a little shortcut method, even though I don't usually recommend this. If you go through and you duplicate the layer, you can go through, so over, under, you can actually go through and just erase certain portions of this. Um, like I said, it's a little bit of a shortcut method. Maybe it helps you visually problem solve a little bit easier. That's kind of you know, part of the reason why these shows happen is because we try to provide skills to people and help them be more efficient with what they do. So this would be STEM. This part would go in front. Here, and gone because on the flower.
<laughs> Fair enough. Will you be attending the Morgantown, West Virginia Tattoo Convention uh, next month? I will not, unfortunately. Um, I wish I was this year. I did get the email about it. Um, unfortunately, things did not pan out for this year. Uh, this year, I was taking a little bit of a break from some conventions and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, probably not going to be there uh, this year. In fact, I know I'm not going to be there this year, but there is a chance I may be there again uh, next year. Um, so I may be updating my travel schedule, but like, you know, as I mentioned, this year I've been kind of taking a little bit of time off, uh, which we all need to do every now and then just to, you know, help regroup and get some things going again. Um, you know, just do a little bit of self-reflection and self-reevaluation, uh, which I like to do every now and then. Just helps, you know, keep me sane. this part would get erased. Now, I don't typically recommend using the erasing method whenever, you know, fleshing stuff out like this. Sometimes it can be helpful. Uh, but what I what I have found in the past is that if I go through and I use the erasing method, and then I adjust any tiny little portion of this, it throws everything else off um so i try not to use it too much um it is good for just getting a good visual like kind of concept going uh but once again sometimes it's not the best method uh, we go behind stayed in front this would be stem background so that part get erased you know so just be conscious of uh the fact that if you are using this erasing method you're really not going to be able to change a whole lot uh as far as placement of different things you know if i was going to keep this whole portion a lot of this would get erased that would get erased. This would get erased. This would get erased. Keep that. Erase that part. Erase this part. And then that way that spiral would, would end up on top. That's not going anywhere, so we would erase that. This would erase. Erase this. That can stay coming out the front. This would get erased. Yep. 
And then this way, we've got a little bit of visual push and pull because that's going to be coming up. So I erase that portion. That would stay on top, physically speaking, because if it, if it didn't, well, I mean, I guess I could go through and erase this part. That way, that really looks like it's from behind it. Really not liking this area here. Really not liking. It. Don't know why. It was great in the initial concept phase, but mm, something about it's off. Part would get erased. That we can have sticking out there. This would end up. We want to keep an emphasis on our lotus flower. This we can keep. This can go. That we can keep. This is going to be the most prominent part, so everything would be tucked behind that. So that could work if we were gonna do like a push-pull method. And then this way we get a little bit of overlap with certain things. Um, like I said, I'm not really a big fan of using the erase method, but it works. And now we've got a little bit of a flow. Let me go back into this guy. Because like I said, this area is bothering me. all of that this one's all right i'll kind of leave that the left side is all right for now I'll probably end up going through and doing some more revision on that uh, at some point uh, always throw like a curl there have a curl. You know, if I wanted to bring it up on top, if not, I don't have to, I could always do something like this, sweep over that direction, although that would be a little too flat. this down over top. Let's go top. Bigger. Smaller.
So if we can't get one for the both this guy for blow, that's a bit better. That's a bit better. I like that. It's got a lot better flow to it. I guess we could even it's two down over on the side. Just as one kind of concept, um, you know, one way to go about doing it. Once again, I'll probably do like eight different versions of this kind of thing just to go through and map some stuff out to see if I even want to do like an Art Nouveau kind of flow to it. There's a pretty good chance I won't, but you never know. Um, I'm going to move this off to the side. Bob, I hope you're ready in the YouTube chat because uh, I'm going to drop my email. Switch my camera back. So everyone, thank you for joining me today. Um, James, I hope everything's going well at the studio. Um, hopefully, um, you know, we can touch base this week at some point in time for your guest appearance next week. Again, here live on the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group on the Reinventing the Tattoo channel. Thank you everyone for joining in today. If anyone has any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Philly Inc. You can find it right up here. There's my finger. Yep, there we go. You can find me right up here. Uh, send me, feel free to send me a direct message. I'll be happy to get back to you about just about anything. Um, looks like James is getting ready to be elbow deep in a new tattoo. Love that. Yeah. No, thanks for uh thanks for doing this, Jason. Thanks for the invite today. I really appreciate it. And um yeah, I'm I'm gonna be here next week. So uh probably be tattooing again. But um, awesome. But yeah, no, this is uh it's always it was always great, like, you know, getting a chance to catch up with you. I just I really love that drawing you're making. So um oh, can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see that on somebody. So yeah. well, who knows? Maybe this year at the Paradise Gathering, I'll be working on it as a painting. Uh, Paradise, I'll see, I'll see you in Paradise. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Can't wait, man. It's, dude, we've, I've got so much fun collab art like planned. Um, so far, I've got six bodysuit templates already sketched out on four foot tall pieces of paper. Um, oh, yeah. So, and I mean, we're talking full ankle to collar, like, 
full sleeves and the whole nine. So I'm thinking about doing some alternate perspectives as well, just for different concepts, um, different layouts, different, you know, maybe have like a front view, a right side view, a left side view and a back view, um, you know, and then that way, if we really wanted to, we could go through and do like a whole like full body, like literal full body suit kind of like collaborative thing. Um, I don't know. It was a thought. So I may start working on some templates, but uh, yeah, man, can't wait to see you Love there. that. Cool. All right, man. Have a, thanks for the show and I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Anytime. Take care. Bye. And uh, guys, if you liked today's episode, make sure to hit that like and reply button um, and uh, or like and follow button. Um, that way you can stay up to date and get notified anytime we have new episodes coming out or new shows going live. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everyone. Really appreciate it.